0: Good day and welcome to the Paul Levesque NXT Takeover Conference Call. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I would like to turn the conference over to Mr. Adam Hopkins. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you very much and welcome everybody. Sorry for the slight delay. I uh, just want to remind you before we start the call that tickets for WrestleMania 33 go on sale to the general public one week from today, Friday, November 18th at 10 a.m. Eastern through Ticketmaster. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to W Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and
1: Creative, Paul Levesque. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, as always, I appreciate the interest and and the continued support of these events and, and all the work that you guys do on covering them and uh, following what we do. So thank you for being here today. I'm really looking forward to this NXT TakeOver. Uh, uh You know, it's it's been a um, kind of a a big build, I think, for me with with this takeover, given the shift in the talent roster with the draft and everything that we have had in the last year, there was a a lot of uh, changes that were made, and it's interesting to, for me, even when you don't necessarily look at, you know, all of the matches, when you look at the card in general or... The list of people that are in takeover to see people beginning to boil up. You know, we we kind of had to uh, start our women's division almost over, uh, with the exception of Oscar being you know the most dominant woman that we have, but also just kind of being what was what was still there in our, in our roster from the active talent in NXT. Uh, so it's kind of been a rebuilding process, but I'm really excited about this this event well, the Capacity Crowd of the Air Canada Center in Toronto, which in itself to me is amazing that, you know, we can go in there with three days uh, NXT TakeOver, the uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view, and Monday Night Raw and do just amazing business there. So really looking forward to the uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defending the NXT Championship against Samoa Joe in what has become, in in my opinion, just kind of a, a classic rivalry between... Just two stars and and I say that in the biggest way I can. Oscar versus the returning Mickey James, um, you know, given the status and I've seen a lot of rumors out there of other people that were attempted to be grabbed for this spot. I can assure you that that is not the case. Um, you know as we got closer to take over, I wanted more time for some of our other women to. Uh, percolate and to grow as performers and build a reputation and their aura, and that's what we're doing. Um, I looked at Mickey James as somebody with a very high skill level that um, I knew could handle it and I knew was in the shape to be able to do this, and um, she she was somebody that I I wanted to do this, and I felt like she and and Oscar would tear it up. So, uh, that was where we went. It wasn't. Uh, I, I want to reinforce it that Mickie was not the consolation prize for us in any way. Uh, she is the person that we went at. Um, to me, and what will probably one of the be one of the matches that absolutely could uh, steal the show. And if not already, just in thinking about it, be a match of the year candidate is a revival versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa and, and uh, Johnny Gargano DIY for the NXT Tag Team Championships. That match will be two out of three falls which has kind of become, a, I think, a staple a little bit for NXT. And then what will certainly be glorious, um, Bobby Roode. I wish I had the music right now to play. It would just be one of those good bums uh, the DIY do. But Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger, uh, both guys being from Toronto, I, I have a feeling that place will come unglued for that one. And then the finale of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic with TM61. Um, you know, just a very young and exciting team on their way up in NXT versus just the destructive Authors of Pain. Just, I, I, I have eye hopes for that match as well. And when you look at guys like the Authors of Pain only being within the Performance Center, I think for less than two years uh, with with no experience walking in the door, it, it's amazing how far they've come. Uh, pre-show for the uh, TakeOver will air on the WWE Network beginning at 7.30. I'd also like to just mention really quickly that um, I'm open to questions about the new Cruiserweight show that we are really, really excited about, 205 Live, that will be airing on the WWE Network. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this. The, the, as we've talked about before with the Cruiserweight uh, Tournament, the C- Cruiserweight Classic, the opportunity to take those Cruiserweights and, and Uh, give them a platform that they haven't had for a long time. There are just so many great talent out there in that division. Um, They need a platform like this to me, and and it's something that I've been very passionate and working hard on. But for them to have the the exposure of a Monday Night Raw position is great, but to have their own platform, to have their own show – I think is gonna be phenomenal, and I can't wait for this show to get started. I think it's gonna be a very exciting, and I look forward to making it hopefully as different and as exciting for our fan base as they found the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, and then just on November 14th, I wanna mention also that we have a, a WWE PC All Access for anybody that uh, just kinda of wants to go do the fantasy camp, so to speak, or wants to see the Performance Center. In its, uh, in its functioning form, that is the way to do it. Uh, who knows? Maybe while you're there, we'll even do a mannequin challenge or something. We seem to be pretty good at those. Anyway, uh, I will open it up to questions. Guys, since we ran a little late, we'll keep it to one question for Allah just to try to get to everybody. In Let's time. take a bet right now Vegas odds Mike Johnson, number one caller.
0: Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, press star 1 to ask a question. And we'll take our first question from Brian Fritz of Sporting News. Please go ahead.
2: How about that?
1: Brian comes in, you know, as the as the underdog comes in and steals the thunder. I'll fall five bucks. Thanks. Yeah, congratulations.
2: I've been on hold since the last one. Did I miss anything?
1: <laughs> that's phenomenal oh, hey, Everything's been great yeah, just, Hey, we have a new president, by the way
2: Oh, how about that um, Well, you mentioned, you know, Live 205 I want to ask, you know, outside of the obvious That it, it features cruiserweights How tough is it to make a new show stand out Considering there's so much content out there Especially on a week-to-week basis from WWE I mean, there's just so much stuff that's out there So how can you make that show different And what can be done to try to make it stand out To, to get the biggest audience it can get
1: well, I, I think first of all, I think the talent will make it distinctive, and the styles, and and hopefully what they bring to it. The the, the cruiserweight talent that we have and will be getting are are just uh, second to none, and they're phenomenal talent. and And that's a place where you're going to get to see them showcase the best, you know. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that, but. Look, that's the goal. I think we made we were very successful, in my opinion, in, in making the Cruiserweight Classic feel very different and have a different energy level. Um, then the, 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 the thing at that point becomes trying to make that into an episodic show but have that same feel and that same, uh, I don't know, just grit to it that I felt like Cruiserweight Classic had. Um, but that's the challenge, right? The great thing about WWE Network to me is I, I – you know, because part of me does go like, wow, geez, you know, you, you you look at the the product and just as example, if that show was on next week, you'd have TakeOver on on Saturday, Survivor Series on Sunday, three hours of Raw on Monday, two hours of live SmackDown on Tuesday, an hour of live, it's not going yet, but an, an hour of 205 live following it, and then NXT on Wednesday. It's a lot. And, you know, I mean, it, it's it's... It's hard for me, as an executive of WWE, to to keep pace on watching all the product we do. I, I need more hours in the day just to be able to watch all the product we do, so I'm up to speed on everything, because when we're producing it, we can't watch all of it. But um, the great thing about the network is you watch it when you want. You know, we have the linear feed. It goes into the linear feed, but look, if you're busy on the Tuesday or you just watch SmackDown and that seems like the best option or something. You can watch it tomorrow or you can watch it on Thursday or you can watch it on Friday. You watch it when you want, or you can wait and after a few weeks you can binge watch a bunch of episodes. You know, there's that freedom to do what you want, which I think is, is the beauty of the network to me. Is That's where the world's going. People, very few people now have shows that you watch that you tune in at a particular time for, you know, people binge watch the, the, they put the series up and you just go watch it, you know, and, and that's kind of where things are headed, I think. So I I feel like great content. If, if we can just put great content out there with that show, people will find it and they'll enjoy it. And uh, we'll try to make it as different as we possibly can.
2: Thanks Paul. And glad I won Adam that bet.
1: Thanks. It's good to be number one, right?
2: Yeah. Sometimes you gotta do
0: it. And we'll take our next question from Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Mike. Oh, what's
2: the what's the point now?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, come on.
2: You yeah, gotta, I know. Yeah, you,
1: got, you you got to get on these things earlier, man.
2: Apparently, I need to just not hang up when this call is over. Oh, so it's
1: just, day, it's just stay on the line.
2: Right.
1: Well, uh, well, I, I wanted to talk to you. We were going to do these like those old Gene Oakland 900 line things where – I kind of give you some information, but then for a dollar ninety nine, you can continue to get more information later. Uh, that would have cost a lot. You'd have to stay on the line the entire, you know, two or three months or whatever. But th- this isn't too bad. It'd
2: be a hell of a business write off, though, wouldn't it? Right. Um, couple of qu- actually, my one question is on uh, NXT touring. We saw the New Zealand shows were canceled, and there was a rerouting of the Australia tour. Um, how do you gauge the success of NXT as a touring brand? Uh, As it stands now, there's been a lot of changeover in the brand. And obviously with NXT, there's always going to be that changeover. But you had Finn Balor and Bailey go up to the main roster. They were really, in a lot of ways, the heart and soul of NXT. You've had a a lot of new acts be developed. A lot of talents formerly from TNA come in to the the NXT mix. So I'm curious how all of that affected uh, the overall success of the tours um, and the live events over the last half of the year or so.
1: Um, You know, I I don't know that it's necessarily affected things from, uh, like, certainly any of the shows that we do. I don't think people think those shows are any less than, or if they've seen us before, any less than what they were the last time uh, we did one. You know, I, and I've, I've said this before, I feel like it almost is part of the secret sauce of NXT, while going into a, a new market like Australia, yeah, they want to see what they've been seeing from NXT, and they'd be thrilled to see Balor or Bailey or whoever. But I don't think they're any more disappointed to see DIY or The Revival or Oscar or Joe or Nakamura or, you know, uh, in, any of those talents. It, it's, it's on us, and, it, and it's imperative on us to keep building new stars. That's the whole point of the thing. And I think it's what keeps the brand fresh. Are we going to make changes? Yeah. Look, it, in... This business, to me, like any other, if you don't put your finger on the pulse of what's going on and adjust accordingly, if you just think, like, I got this now and we're just going to go put tickets on sale and we'll do business and that's it, you're doomed, right? you you constantly got to be growing, evolving, changing. I'm constantly watching what's what's out there happening and what the appetite for this is. And, you know, and I also want to make sure that I have enough uh, talent in reserve to be able to still do Florida shows and, and to expand things. So I think we've done a great, a good job of that. Um, I think for the right reasons, we shifted a few things in Australia that makes the tour in some ways better, uh, for everybody involved. But, um, you know, we, we you, you have to keep your finger on that pulse. Otherwise it, it just won't work long term.
2: Um, what led to the, the New Zealand cancellation or rescheduling, as it was, as it was termed? Was it just uh, a routing issue? Was it tickets weren't selling? Like, there, there, what, there were, what guidance can you provide there?
1: There were a few factors, but, you know, with us working, we have a, we have a partner that we're working with, uh, Paul Dainty's group in, in Australia, and, you know, there was a lot of factors, and it, we had just all got together with our live events team and, and that, their team and uh, decided that that was the best course of action.
2: All right. Well, I thank you for the time, and I am very much looking forward to 205, so uh, best of luck with that, and uh, hopefully you can capture some of the, 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 the magic that the, the CWC really caught.
1: That's the idea.
0: And we'll take our next question from Jim Barcelone with the Miami Herald. Please go ahead.
2: Oh, Jim. Paul, Stone Cold had what, and Daniel Bryan had yes. What have you thought about the 10 movement, so to speak, and what will it take to get it to another level? Is it truly just the fans embracing it more and more, or is there more to
0: it to try to grow it?
1: You know, I think with, with anything, um, it's it's a building a character and making them into something more is not about a singular chant, right? It's not about like, Austin wasn't built on what? Austin wasn't built on 316. Austin was built on a lot of things. Um, same with Daniel Bryan, right? The character and the underdog factor and him as a person uh something that you just gravitate towards now there are there are all kinds of components and people love to be especially in nxt and what we do our our fans love to be not only a part but they they love the fact that we are nxt right they're just as big a part of it as anybody i think and um that's really cool so they they, the 10 factor has latched on but the storytelling has to be right and I think when when the time is right for the ten movement to go the way that it, it uh, I think a lot of people think that it will go will will you know it'll head that way. It's it's just about timing and about the right storytelling and everything that needs to happen with it and, and the performers and, and the, not only the writing but also the performer being able to capitalize on that event the best way possible. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And we'll take our next question from Jan Murphy with Kingston Wig Standard. Please go ahead.
2: Hi, Paul, up here in Canada. Thanks for taking the question today.
0: Sure, thank you. Uh,
2: just a little bit further to what Mike said, there were some shows planned for In and Around Toronto in September, which were, I don't know, we'll call it postponed or cancelled in favour of the, the Toronto Takeover Toronto. Can you talk a little bit about what went into that decision and what this jump to Toronto with NXT uh, means for both NXT and for Canada?
1: Um, well, look, I, I I hated canceling those events, but um, or th- there's a lot of other factors involved in any business decision that's made in WWE. Um, other other than just what what NXT, what happens with NXT, the decision was made that there was an opportunity to go into the Air Canada Center and a bigger play in Toronto that it could we could capitalize on that with uh, Survivor Series and and sort of turning Toronto into a destination event weekend, which we have done. Um, so I think that that was the bigger opportunity. I don't want to take away from the places we were going to go to. We'll go back there when uh, when we can. Um, but, you know, I, 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 it's, it's funny sometimes that people go like, well, you didn't go to that place. Well, I, I bet you probably most of those people have driven up to Toronto or, Um, have moved over for this show it's an opportunity I felt like it was an upgrade and an opportunity for them to get a bigger show but for those that weren't able to take that advantage of that we'll be back and we'll uh we'll put on a show that they will appreciate uh as well so it's if that one wasn't about you know it wasn't cancellations it was more just a reshifting of of where we were
2: okay well thank you very much
0: thank you and we'll take our next question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah, there was a recent survey, one of many, about uh, WWE Network and, and the tiers in this case, and it seemed to indicate that NXT television could be live more often. And I know it was just a survey, but is that something we may see more of rather than the, ter- the uh, current taping format? Look, I think, as I was talking about before, about keeping your finger on the pulse, when you have a subscription service, it's best to constantly be figuring out how and what people want. And I think we constantly are doing fan surveys. We're constantly asking for their opinion. What would they like to see and how would they like to see it? What things are they interested in? Um, Are we giving them what they want? Are we giving it to them in a way they want? How do they want to consume that product? How do they want to pay for that product? You know, there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, And those, those surveys are... Um, great for us to help guide us in how we do our business. And, and that, that's no different. You know, Netflix, they all do it. Um, and we're no different. Um, are, are we open to NXT being live more often? Absolutely. Are we open to any of those models? Yeah. I think it all—it just all depends on what uh, our fan base wants and what the, the people that have the network and the people that potentially will have the network are looking for, and that's what we're going to try to deliver to them.
2: Maybe I'll be a little more direct. Any current plan as far as uh, NXT going live, as far as the television show is concerned?
1: Why'd you hear something? i oh, just, yeah, I'm big, just kidding. No I'm can't, can't blame the guy for trying. Yeah, It makes me tremendously more busy. Um, no, as of this time, no. But that doesn't mean, it. you know, I don't know if you've noticed, we don't tend to let a lot of grass grow between a decision to do things and then actually doing them sometimes. Sure. Um, so... You know, I, I can tell you now there's no plan on the table to go do it uh, right now. But I know that question is out there. Um, so if if the feedback comes back in a big way that that's what people want, then we would begin to look at how we could potentially make that happen if it's doable. Well, thank you very much, and good luck with the show.
0: Thank you. And we'll take our next question from Nick Hausman with Resling Zone. Please go ahead, sir. Hey, Nick.
2: Hi, Paul. Thank you very much for taking the call. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to ask you about the same thing I asked you about the last time on the conference call, which is Shawn Michaels. Uh, It sounds like he's relocated down to Florida, is working at the Performance Center. I didn't know if you could fill us in on maybe what his exact role is down at the Performance Center and what influence and input he has on NXT right now.
1: So uh, just to be clear, and and it's funny, I meant to uh, say this in my opening comments, and I didn't. Um, I've seen some of that as well, and uh, contrary to a lot of things you have read on the internet, Shawn Michaels is not the head coach of the PC. Matt Bloom is, um, and will continue to be that. That is a, a, a large job, Matt, is you know, kind of owning, operating, and running um, a massive uh, operation down there and, and, and doing a phenomenal job at it, and I want to say that up front. Um, so that is completely. I'm 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 not sure uh, where that came from. Uh, I've heard rumor hall and Nash. Not that they've ever said inaccurate things before. Um, but
2: I heard it. I heard it on Nash. Uh, he said it on the Kevin Gill show. That's right.
1: Really. Uh, look, uh, I love Kevin. It's, you know, it's, uh, they have inaccurate information sometimes, or so they say things in, in a in a way that is what it is. But Matt, Matt is the head coach. Sean, uh, as far as Sean moving, I I don't like getting into anybody. When when you're as uh, famous and popular as Sean is, uh, I don't like to tell people, yeah, he moved to Florida, did anything. If you want to ask Sean if he moved, go ahead and ask Sean. Uh, right now, Sean's kind of in the middle of some of his other projects, making a, a film and doing some hunting stuff. Is is there a plan for him to be involved in the Performance Center and, and be a part of what we do? Yes. Is that fluid? Yes. Um, what would I see Sean's role, you know, Look, there's a million things Sean could do. The biggest thing that Sean can do is, you know, when when you're creating performers, uh, sometimes you have guys that have a following. Sometimes you have guys coming from nothing. There's a big difference, though, from being a good performer in the ring and then learning all the camera tricks and everything else that goes into being a television star, and then there's another whole level of being over and being a top guy, it's, it's, it's different. And very few guys either have that information, understand that information, and then can transfer it to other people. Sean is one of those guys. Um, to me, that is, if, if I had to uh, pick something that I think Sean would be excellent at, and again, this is going to be a fluid process. Sean's going to come in there, Yes, John's going to be doing stuff with us at the Performance Center. The level at which he does it, how often he's doing it, how much he's doing it is to be determined. Um, you know, he might get there after a while and do it and decide it's not the right thing for him. Or he might decide and love it and want to do more. Um, but it's fluid. But if I had to pick the thing that I felt like Sean can really contribute the most, it's kind of that, that polish to when you've got a performer that's there, and just putting that extra level of something in them that makes them become the guy or the woman or the whatever that is to becoming that star, and there's a there's a big difference, um, you know. As as I'm sure you guys know.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Paul, thank you very much for answering the question. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Hi, guys, we got time for one more question. Okay, we'll take our next question from Scott Fishman with Channel Guide. Please go ahead. Oh man, that's a that's
2: a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, <that's laughs> um, a good one, right? You're finishing it. You're wrapping it up. Make it good.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, basically, I you know it's the end of the year and I mentioned that NXT's kind of in a rebuilding process. When you look back and you reflect on this year, what would you say you're kind of most proud of um, as as regards to NXT and what you're what you've been able to do with it?
1: Wow. You know, it's funny. Um, I think probably as, as a brand to say we, we created and elevated, I think it's 16 performers all at once from the performance center, from NXT, from the NXT roster to the main roster, and yet continued to put out a product that people enjoyed Continue to put out the same, I believe, the same level of content that we did. And you know, look, you can argue about creative issues or what, but like, we built new stars, we built new performers, we've been able to continue to do what we do. You know, I, I I try to flip that the other way and say, if you took the main roster and you took 16 stars out of that main roster and you just got rid of them, like, what would happen? right and to me that's where i go like look as a brand and as uh, and and when i say that it's it's everybody coming together in nxt the opportunity there for for talent to grow tm61 uh, the authors of pain so many uh talent you know uh when you look at the women's division ember moon and uh nikki cross and liv uh morgan and uh Royce and Billy Kay, and just all these talent that are beginning to elevate and to rise. Ty Dillinger getting into a different position, um, building new talent and new stars. You know, and that that's a that's a massive team effort. That's not uh, it's not easy to do. It's a, a team effort from the creative side and the production side, but also from a talent side to support each other and to help them grow. And that's what we're hopefully fostering there at the Performance Center. Is all these talent coming in and working as a team you know uh sandy coming in and creating something special and eric kind of being in the in the helm of that and, and really lending his his time and uh experience level to guys like sawyer fulton and and alexander wolf and Nikki and um taking them to the next level. It's this massive team effort, and it's really cool to see that happen. But when you can lose 16 talent and continue down the path you're on and still put on what I feel are the shows that we're putting on and the performances that we're doing, I think that's uh, I think that's something that that roster and the team that does it uh, should be very proud of. And and, and also the fan base. Look, look, I say it all the time that it's the We Are NXT thing because I do feel like they're a much... Of, a part of what we do, and, um, you know, their acceptance of new, their acceptance of, okay, look, I, I get it, this this person is uh, being elevated, maybe doesn't have the experience level yet, I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack and I'm going to give them some time to grow and become something more uh... that's really cool and and i think it's all of it working together to cultivate these new stars and, and i'm really proud of that thank you so much thank you
0: that concludes the question and answer session mr Levesque. at this time i'd like to turn the conference back over to you for any additional closing remarks
1: thank you um, you know again thank you guys sorry for being a little bit late today but um, I i'm really excited about nxt takeover in canada like i said The, uh, when you have amazing talent on that card, like we have, uh, it, it's something that it just, it's easy to turn it into something very special. And I think that's what we're going to do here. Again, I, uh, challenge our roster to put on something on Saturday night that hopefully everybody that's going to get in the ring on Sunday looks at and goes, Oh man, I got to up my game. That's the idea. Um, while Raw and SmackDown are competitive to each other, uh, I want NXT to be that, that, uh, that driving force that pushes everyone to the next level. Um, so thank you all for being a part of this and being on the call. I will throw it out again one more time, as I always do to anybody that wants to come to the Performance Center, that wants to come to a full-sale taping, that wants to see what we do sort of from the inside out and kind of get the, the lay of the land, so to speak, on the Performance Center and everything else, please uh, feel free to give us a call, and we would love to have you come down there and, and be uh, a part of seeing what it is and uh, spreading the word, so to speak. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
0: That does conclude today's presentation. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.